0: You're listening to the Big Show. They score with Russick and Rose. He rips the puck off the bar and in his second goal of the game, makes it five nothing Flames. Ready to go now. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. You Raw by Markstrom. What a save! It's loose and Markstrom makes another miraculous stop. This is Sportsnet 960, the fan. Oh, hi there. It's Tuesday. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's a little warmer this morning. It's like a balmy, what, minus nine? Yeah, minus nine. Feels like a lot warmer than that. Tropical, I would say. Yes. Mm. After what happened, um... A very temperate climate, and apparently we got a lot of snow coming. Mm. Great, mm. it's okay. Mm. Not like the snow they had in Buffalo yesterday. Mm. Um, More over the weekend, not necessarily yesterday. It was yeah, just lingering yeah. yesterday, right? There was just so much of it. Yeah, and uh, I, <laughs> I wanted to. There's a couple of things for that game I wanted to talk to you about, but yeah. uh, we we got a busy we got a busy show. Uh huh. Um. Bruce Boudreaux is going to join us at 7 o'clock. That's exciting. Yes. Talking to Gabby's always fun. Yeah. Uh, we talked to him, what was it, last summer and go, hey, you want to be the coach of the Flames? Hey, <laughs> hey what about that? Hey, I think we did, the well, we did talk to him about that, yeah. Uh, NHL Network Analyst will join us at 7 o'clock. Um, we'll talk to him about what he thinks about the current iteration of the Vancouver Canucks. And we'll get his thoughts. Is Alex Ovechkin really going to break the the Wayne Gretzky goal record? Because it looked like a virtual lock heading into the season. And now I'm like, eh, I don't know. I still feel like he's going to do it. He's I feel like play he could 10 s- more years. He could score 15 for 10 years if he wanted to. Okay. That won't surprise me. Hmm. They had a bad start, right? They've kind of turned it around. And yep. he's scoring a lot more lately. Yep. Spencer Carberry, their head coach, has him. Well, not lately because he's actually hurt, but. Yeah, he's got a lower, lower body injury. LBI. Yes. Uh you know what they call Spencer Carberry? You know what his nickname is? What the carburetor? Um that's is that your guess? Yes. Uh GVP? Carbsy? <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh they call him Carbomb. Mm. Which I guess is better than Carbzy. Carbo? <laughs> Carb. That was Decarbono's G- Carbono's nickname, Carbo. Carbo. Mm. Mm. Nailed it. Really yeah. Good. So we'll talk to Brucey uh, coming up. at I don't think he wants me to call him Brucey. Gabby? Yeah. We'll talk to uh, Bruce coming up at 7 o'clock. And by the way, mm-hmm. um, Bruce Boudreaux is a massive Toronto Maple Leafs fan. hmm So we'll get his thoughts on uh, the Flames opponent on Thursday night down at the Dome in what Matt Rose calls his least favorite home game of the season. Without a doubt. Not okay. even close. Um, <laughs> Eric Francis, the franchise, joining us at 7.30 from a hot tub. I don't know. Maybe. Potentially from a hot tub. It wasn't last week, but he said he would be this week. Okay. I appreciate that. And um, Dave Dickinson, mm-hmm. the head coach and general manager of your Calgary Stampeders. It's been a minute since we've spoken to Dave. Mm-hmm. But uh, we ran into him at the Eric Francis Pizza Pig Out, uh-huh. where our man Joey Chestnut was the star. Mm-hmm. And um, when it walked up to Dave, introduced myself. He had no idea who I was. And I go, hey, Dave, we talk every Wednesday big smile on his face and he's like hey anytime you'll be easier to recognize you if you came to practice no what why would i why (laughs) would i go to stamps practice you guys got that covered you and patrick they'd be like who's this knucklehead at stamps practice not knowing anybody's name so dave dickens and the head coach and gm of the calgary stampede is going to join us he was like hey i'd love to come on and talk nfl playoffs we're like we'd love to have you Mm-hmm. So he's gonna come on and talk NFL playoffs. Do you have any like housekeeping things you want to talk to him about the stamps? Yeah, a lot. They've made a whole bunch of signings. Free agency's okay. less than a month away. Cam Judge, Reggie Bagleton, Mike Rose, Jake Mayers Your apparently cousin? restructured his contract. My cousin, Mike Rose. We look very similar. Yep. He's a much better defensive tackle than I am, though. Um, so yeah, we'll get into a few of those things. Yeah, Dave's come on and talked NFL playoffs on the station a little bit before. Um, he's dialed in. He loves it. He's, he, I think he does enjoy the fact that the CFL and NFL offset a little bit. Yep. So he can kind of be football 365. Yep. And, uh, yeah, obviously he's got experience down playing in the NFL. Yep. And we'll see what he has to say. There's yep. a whole bunch of stuff that I want to ask him about. Guy knows a, f- a thing or two about a cold weather game. Yeah. Uh, he, he knows about the pigskin. That's what he does. Uh, We'll ask him. uh, We'll talk to him coming up at 8 o'clock. Excited about that because you know what they call the divisional round? The best weekend of football of the season. Mm. They always call that. Mm. And um, we saw some uh, interesting football yesterday. Flames, by the way, in action tonight. Playing the Coyotes down at the Dome. We'll be all over that like a dirty shirt too. Um, Wanted to get your opinion on a couple things I saw in the Bills game yesterday. Sure. It was cool. 2.30 start, which was awesome. Calgary time. I, um, I kind of half-watched this game because, like, during the start of it, I was kind of trying to get some errands done. Like, I had, I had booked a massage for today, but I couldn't change it. There wasn't supposed to be a game at 2.30 in the afternoon, and by the time anyway, Monday rolled around, I wasn't able to change the appointment. So I ended up having the game on my phone, looking through the little hole on the massage table for half of it. For somebody who wants to look up in the world what champagne problems or first world problems are. Uh-huh. Look them up. It's literally what you just said. I'm just telling you how I watched the game. I was just game. going to get a massage. <laughs> I was just telling so you. I them. couldn't watch the football game at home, so I had to watch it on my phone. Well, if on it makes you feel better, table. I haven't had a massage for like two months because my benefits ran out, and now okay. it's January, and they're back, so we're back, baby. All right. Back to heaven. I should actually do that, too. I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. It's I, just I sitting there for you to either. do it. Yeah, I should. I got neck. makes you feel real good. Um... So, a couple things happened in the Bills game that I want to get your opinion on. Mm -hmm. One is really a a take that'll upset a few people and call me an idiot. But uh, did you see the part in the second half where, and again, these are the things I noticed, and they didn't even talk about it on the broadcast, which shocked me. And CBS even kind of showed what he was kind of doing. And then Nance and Romo completely ignored it. Stephon Diggs got a, a critical first down in the second half where he ran into the Steelers' bench, he subsequently grabbed water from the bench and took a drink. Oh, interesting. Did you see that moment? No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he did that in the second half. A couple mm. of the Steelers were not happy with him that he did that. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting play. Yeah. You don't really see that very often. No. It's not the same as like the old uh, score a goal, and then go take a drink out of the goalie's water bottle. Have you ever seen that live? Not in the NHL, but yes. Beer league? Yeah. Did it cause a melee? It doesn't go over well. No. Goalies don't like that. Um, Have you ever seen that, GVP, playing the high level of hockey that you have? Not high, but that was something you'd like to do in practice all the time. Yeah. Okay, all right. And the goalie give you a good slash? (laughs) Yeah, he'd be like, get out of here, man. All right. Yeah, that's what he did last night. He was thirsty guy. I guess. Wasn't going to get a timeout anytime soon. I guess. Needed to get a sip in? Right. I don't know. It's just the Stephon Diggs thing. Yeah, he's just enjoying his last few games in Buffalo you think yeah, probably probably yeah uh, when, ha- heartbreak for your boy i needed uh shakir to get uh five four more yards gosh we're off ticket uh it's a tough one the only bet i missed on our big bets this week was the bills and Steelers under but i was also expecting that game to be played in a blizzard so yeah i wasn't mad that i didn't get the under were fine actually they were great it, was, right. it was a beautiful day yeah they, they showed the the field i was like look how green it is look at it it's, yeah the way it, it Contrast with all the white around it, it looked yeah. beautiful. I thought it looked great. Now, um, a little chilly, but uh, it was way colder in Kansas. Um, Kansas City, Kansas City, yeah, because it's not Missouri. really in Kansas, yeah, it's oh. in Missouri. Oh. Um, Dumb. The, the great free state of Missouri, stupid. So, I want to get your opinion on this. And GVP, please weigh in. Uh, by the way, our man Patrick, a little under the weather today, unfortunately, he's not with us today. And out of all the days, Patrick is not with us. Hmm? I have two wrestling things to talk about <laughs> you think we could call him just to get his thoughts like just on to his get two in? wrestling takes and then he yeah. can go back to bed yeah like, pretty okay. much yeah. <laughs> and we have bruce boudreau on at seven who's a diehard wrestling fan he loves it out of all the days patrick's sick today's the day now i don't th- this would probably be up more patrick's alley like i don't know if if Bruce leans, is, is he more into the new AEW? Is he old school WWE? I know he used to be old school, but AEW has really started to take over. So right. I don't know. Maybe you should ask him that question. Maybe I will. Coming up at the top of the hour. I um, remember that his favorite wrestler's Kevin Owens. Yeah. Bruce Booth. Okay. Wins. That I did know. Okay. There's the video of him meeting Kevin Owens, and he gets, like, that little kid look on yeah. his face meeting yeah. Santa Claus. <laughs> it's like it's like the way Brett Gron was looking at Mike Vernon when yeah. we interviewed him. Yeah, with yeah. his tiny jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. With his <laughs> mouth open. Yeah. Stars in his eyes. Yeah. Da, da, da. Can't put words together. So, something happened in the Bills game that I want to get your opinion on. Is it Stefan Diggs in the water bottle? No. Oh, okay. Something so here's So, th- here's another thing okay. I noticed in the game. Good. So there was an instance uh, where the Steelers, it was uh, Deontay Johnson in the corner, was trying to catch a touchdown pass. And subsequently, like four snowballs from the stands (laughs) flew out towards Deontay Johnson. Let me ask you this question. Mm. You're a diehard Bills fan. Mm -hmm. You're like our man Patter. Mm -hmm. Colin Patterson, who texted us a photo of himself all decked out in his Bills gear, beside his blown up Buffalo Bill. It was large, blown-up Buffalo Bill. Yeah, he had the chicken wing on his head. He did. It was the Buffalo wing for Yeah, the Jim Kelly jersey, the Zubaz pants. He looked amazing. He couldn't be any more Buffalo. He looked amazing. The only thing he was missing was a greasy Buffalo mullet. The only thing he (laughs) was missing. And lighting a table on fire. Yeah. So um, I wanted to ask you both of you this opinion. So the snowballs that were hurled from the stands towards Deontay Johnson. Uh Uh-huh. What if one of those hits him right in the face mask uh-huh. and that prevents him from catching the ball? You're standing beside guy who just hit him in the face with the snowball. Would you rat the guy out being a Bills fan or would you stay quiet? Why would I rat him out? Exactly. What do I get out GBP? of that? GBP. <laughs> what do I get I'm out of I'm not going to be happy with the guy, but I'm not going to rat him out. Well, it depends. It depends on how the NFL treats it. Usually when the crowd interacts with the opposing team, the home team gets a penalty. 15-yard penalty. Yeah, it essentially would put them on the goal line and they just bang in a touchdown with Jalen Warren or Najee Harris. So yeah. in the end, I don't know if it would really matter. Um, so I definitely I definitely wouldn't rat on him because, like I said, like the only time I rat on somebody is if I could get something out of it. Now, I uh, would need to be very well compensated. A couple huh. of jerseys, meet the boys after the game. Yeah, I'll point them out. Give me a lineup. No problem. We'll put so, him in jail. So Whatever you want. So essentially, like, if the warden ever came to you, mm. you'd, be, you'd be willing to be the warden's rat. Well, I would never go to jail because I've already given up oh. all my people. Okay. All so right. I stay out of jail. All right. You signed a deal. Yeah. Now, how many people I'm living under there? a name like Bobby Schmoes like, in, in <laughs> like, Kansas, Missouri. We, um... we Kansas talk- City, Missouri. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're so good at geography. <laughs> you are <They're> playing... <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Damn So, it. so, <laughs> so close. <laughs> so how many fans out there, diehard Calgary Flames fans, you know those same Cowboys fans who were crying in the stands at big, grown-ass men crying away that their team lost? Yeah. The same fans mm-hmm. in Detroit who had tears of joy watching their team win a playoff game mm-hmm. for the first time since 1992. How many fans out there listening would chuck a snowball at a player do? You would essentially affect the game. You actually have an outcome on the game. If the ball is thrown towards Deontay Johnson and you can whip a snowball and hit him in the face, that's going to prevent him from catching the football. You know what the thing is? You know who the people who do this is the people who want attention and aren't really big fans of the sport or the team. And just, you think so? And just want a little bit of attention because, yeah, because if you're a fan of the team, why would you do that? Like, because just you ta- love your team so much, but. If you understand the sport and your team, you realize that what you're doing is going to affect them in a negative way. Like we just said, if you throw a snowball at somebody, you're gonna get a penalty. It's gonna put them on the goal line. They're gonna score a touchdown. Right. So I don't think that a diehard fan is the type of person that does that. Mm. So in that sense, no, I don't think that there are because I I think that you're kind of a you're one of those clowns. You a bit of a jokester, bit of a look at me Louie type of guy. Doesn't care about the team. Just all about him. Well, watch me, guys. I'm going to throw this snowball. Get him in the chops. And, and the problem is with today's technology, they'd, they'd find out who you were. Like, they'd find you. Yeah. It wouldn't be that hard. Yeah. Like, they, even they'd in zoom those, in on the video. Even, even in they'd they'd those see you, chaotic crowds. Yeah. Chucking the yeah, snowball. Yeah. And then you probably get Deontay banned for life. Yeah. But if it saved your team from losing a game. But it wouldn't. We could. But it wouldn't. It would get caught. I understand, mean it's <laughs> I understand your point. It's touchdown. I understand your point. It's not an automatic touchdown. Sorry. If you're putting the Steelers on the one, yeah. the one thing they do well <laughs> is ground and pound yeah. for like a yard or two. False start. Back five <laughs> yards. I don't know. I guess. No. No. What are we doing? No, I'm just asking. We've on, gone, we've gone down this rabbit hole for far too long. I'm just thinking there are some people out there who would do that. Yeah, and I told you who they are. Okay. Clowns um, The Eagles look like they're in trouble Big Dom was at the game last night too Mr. Security himself, Big Dom mm-hmm. Eagles out, do you really think they're going to fire their coach? I don't know Nick Sirianni, he got to the Super Bowl last year I think you kind of have to Like, If anything I would maybe look at getting some different coordinators Maybe a couple of veteran guys Like this, I don't, I can't remember the offensive coordinator's name But he's been in the league for like three years I like Sirianni a lot as a head coach, as a leader of men yeah. type of guy. But I just think that you have to have someone who's able to scheme a little bit better. Like, I, I think that it's no surprise that you lost your offensive and your defensive coordinator, and all of a sudden your team looks completely different. And then you switch your defensive coordinator again in the middle of the season. And the guys have talked about it. They mentioned it on the broadcast, how hard it has been. Because yeah. your defense has to have the identity of your D.C., and you change that, and all of a sudden guys are – Changing up a little bit of thing here and there. and As much as you need to make adjustments throughout the season to your defense, changing your DC is pretty significant. Like, I didn't hate Matt Patricia coming in, but I also was kind of perplexed by the timing and thought, well, well shouldn't you have made this decision at the beginning of the year, maybe? Because essentially what I think happened here is the two coordinators that he chose couldn't complete the job. Yeah, couldn't jive, couldn't mix. Couldn't, um... But then again, choosing your coordinators is typically something that lands on your head coach, yeah. not necessarily your general manager. Obviously, he has to green light it and all that jazz, but Nick Sirianni hasn't been a head coach with a humongous rap sheet in the NFL, a humongous list of accomplishments. It's not like he's got, you know, just sole control like Bill Belichick was in New England forever. Mm-hmm. So that's where I kind of look at it and say that's where it kind of <laughs> fell apart for him. All we talked about all year with them was a tush push and they're gonna take that out of the game and all of a sudden the Eagles are gonna have to completely revamp their offense. Um, also I think losing AJ Brown was significant for that. Yeah, it, it absolutely was. But um Jason Kelsey just uh retired. Yeah, it felt like it watching the broadcast yesterday. And he was crying yeah. on the sideline. Yep. So that's uh, unfortunate. He's a uh you know, he- all pro guaranteed slam dunk call of famer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Bowl champion. At least he did get his his chip. One of the best in his position, yeah, ever to do it. And I uh, kind of knew last night. Um, he's on. He always remembers being in the pile of that Tide commercial. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's crusty, man. Yeah, it's crusty, man. Fletcher Cox, My eyes are and- watering. Such good <laughs> acting. But uh, he's going to call it a career, and it's uh, sad that uh, Jason Kelsey. By the way, and Matt, you got to wonder about like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, a couple of guys who have been there since like I was in high school. Yeah. Like I remember watching those, those guys when I was playing football. Terribly, yeah. those guys were eagles for life. Yeah. Um. Also, Matt Patricia lost a lot of LBS. Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 He, he looks like a different man compared to what he was with the Lions. I didn't notice him a whole lot yesterday. They were showing he had a him, pencil in his ear. Yeah, well, he always that's does. His, that's that's his drip, as you yeah. like to say. Yeah, yeah, that's his swag. Yeah, that's his move. A sharp, a sharp number two pencil yeah, in his ear. Uh, yeah, what do they call it? HP two. Yes. He's definitely got the H that yeah. thing works on a Scantron. Yeah. He's ready. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Make sure you fill in the circle completely. Yeah, yeah. you need me to do some standardized testing. Yeah. I'm ready, baby. I got it. This thing's sharp. Too. I always felt like when I did a Scantron <laughs> sheet in high school, it's like, how lazy are you? Yeah. <laughs> How lazy is the teacher that, like, they get this machine to mark my test? I was angry if it's, like, we do a Scantron and then have to wait, like, a week to get the results back. Yeah, just feed it in. Yeah, you go do this, thing on your break. Go zip that thing through the machine. Yeah. Come on. Move. I I can't get partial credit for BSing in a Scantron. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For showing my work? Yeah. Like, I can't get a partial credit for that. Yeah, or just knowing the answer without the work because you got really good eyes. Um, I, I will never forget. Um, I don't know if I told this story. It's burned into my memory. You know how I have a good memory about stuff? Same. Um, I was in grade six, sitting in the back of the class as usual. Mm-hmm. Cause surprisingly, I made too many comments. Me too. Every time on my Report card. How George the hell makes we end too up many here? comments and he's loud. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so he really disturbs the class. Yeah, it really that really doesn't track. So I'll never forget we had to write a standardized math test. hmm Right, P A T provincial yeah, and achievement and test or whatever something like it was, yep. and it was on a scantron sheet. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the teachers like couple of kids scored in the top two percent. Like these kids were smart; they were good at math. Right, no surprise. And then my teacher literally goes, "You will not believe who else scored in the top two percent." <laughs> he literally said that, <sighs> and I swear to God, he goes, "It was George." And the entire class Their whole neck just whipped around To look at me and I'm like what They gasped I did (gasps) So the teacher goes I want to talk to you after class because you're like, obviously cheating. Okay. And I'm like, I go, Mr. Wilms was his name. Mm-hmm. And we were in a portable. Shout out Have You were a portable? Yeah, we had portables. Portables are the worst when you that was like your homeroom. Yeah. you had to put your jacket on. It was always cold. The was temperature cold. was never no. right in that thing. No. It was never right. Yeah, and we had winters like this, bud. Yeah. I don't want to hear hot, it from you in too... balmy Niagara. Yeah, you're right. So, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> so, he comes to me and goes, George, I want you to... Uh do the math competition and be part of the math leads. I'm like, what? <laughs> I go, Are, do you, you know who you're talking you want to? You to get bullied? Like, ma- I went Just literally, kidding. I literally went math to school. He goes, you gotta come to the, I literally went, it was during recess, which was a total drag. That's a hard pass. So I went to two of them. Yeah, instead of playing football out in the, in, in the playground, I gotta go to a math thing instead while i mean, lunch. The, chucking the pigskin and talking to girls. I literally like, I literally went to like two meetings. I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. I, I can't answer this question. <laughs> I just got lucky with a scantron. Yeah. <laughs> I just was on an absolute heater filling out those circles. Every once in a while. Heater. Top 2% in Ontario. Broke in clock, grade six. Rank twice a day. Did you ever have to do the beep test? What's the beep test? GBP, did you ever have to do yeah, the beep? gym class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is like standardized testing for gym. So the beep test was when you'd be in the gym, mm-hmm. and uh, you'd go on one side, yep, and there would be a series of beeps. And at the start, they would be very far apart from each other. So you could essentially walk from one side of the gym to the other, yep. but the beeps would start to speed up. yep, And you have to get across by the time the beep is done. So eventually, the beeps get quicker and quicker and quicker, and people start falling out, and it becomes this challenge, and the fittest kids end up going back and forth. and do it very fast. I was talking about this with my girlfriend yesterday, because... I don't miss standardized testing at all, and I don't know if you ever had to do beep test, but I don't know about GVP, but I hated beep test day because it like was the one we they would tell us like a week ahead, They're like just so you know, yeah, it's coming up, and y'all have to be here. If you're not here, you have to do it on lunch one day because people would try and skip it. No good it, It's one thing that It's one of the three things Matt Rose hates Yes Running, traffic, and glitter Slash confetti Yeah, yeah. It's Nailed one, it It's one of the three things Matty Rose really hates It's actually traffic running. Confetti And when I drop something I have to pick it up But I also dislike running Yeah, you hate running, running. kind of I guess there's four things Yeah, you really hate running yeah. Um. Alright um, I games. can ride a bike I can skate Yep Running rollerblade I can rollerblade like with the best of them. Yep. Um, can we ride got, an e-scooter. I got lots of talents that aren't running, George. We got, we got lots to do. Um, Flames play the Coyotes tonight at 7 o'clock. It's a Flames game day. Bruce Boudreaux at the top of the hour. We'll talk to Eric Francis at 7.30. The head coach and GM of the Stampeders, Mr. Dave Dickinson. Talk some National Football League playoffs. I got some wrestling to do at 8.30. <laughs> I have two wrestling stories to do at 8.30. Oh, wow. My goodness. Where's Patrick Dumont? We're going to have to get Patty on the horn. Like two of them Mm -hmm. at 8.30. (laughs) We'll do that. And uh, what do you got coming up on the Rose Report? We have so much. We're going to tee up today's game, the two NFL games yesterday. I want three things from the Australian Open that aren't Novak Djokovic related from you. Okay. I've asked you this just now, so you've got the whole break to, you know, scramble your brain, prepare for that. Okay. GVP is going to tell us everything that happened in the association yesterday. Yep. Busy we, day. Oh, my goodness. We have so much to do, George. Joel Embiid continues to be on an absolute tear. Draymond Green returned. Yep. Uh, but they lost. Spoiler alert. All right. Uh, no Patrick. It's George. It's Matt. It's GVP. It's Sportsnet960, the fan. It's a big show, no, Russick and Rose, no, 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 Sportsnet 960, The Fan. I, I feel like... Oh, are we started? Yeah, we're live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown music studio. The, um, I feel like anybody else but the Blues does it. Were the, sorry, the Avalanche. Were they the first ones to do it, the Avalanche? No, but their crowd kind of took it to a different level than nobody else had. Okay. And then they claimed it as their own. But I had heard all the small things in the dome before. They'd done it as a sing-along before. It's a good sing-along song, especially for people of my vintage. Right. But it definitely was Colorado that kind of cranked that thing up to 11. Mm. It's good and one. now, And now every time that you play it in Colorado's in town, everyone goes, Brr, this is our song! Brr, what are they doing? Are they trolling well, up? Well, it's like... I don't think Sweet Caroline should be played anywhere else but Fenway. Yeah. Like, that's their thing. But, like, in baseball, I guess. Yeah. Like, I got no problem with playing it in other stadiums and other sports. You should actually look up the meaning of that song. You won't like it as much. You've talked about it on the air before. I know. It's creepy. It's a creep show. Okay. Good. Bruce Boudreaux at the top of the hour. Former National Hockey League coach. Mm-hmm. NHL network analyst, big wrestling fan. I have um I have two wrestling stories to do at 8.30. I can't believe the day Patrick Dumont is sick, I have two wrestling stories. Two. I I'm not gonna be able one, to contribute a whole lot. One would be like, is this a dream? Mm-hmm. And two would be mm, maybe you're not that cold. Okay, I know the first one based on the tease just from my perusings of the internet. Don't give away anything. Uh-huh. Uh it would be like a fever dream. I don't know the other one though. Mm. You'll enjoy it, mm. I think. I don't know. Uh flames don't and yotes. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. Uh don't tell me in my life. Flames and yotes tonight down at the uh dome. Talk about that. Eric Francis at 7:30. But right now, it's Maddie's turn to shine. Mm-hmm. It's his segment. It's yep. 6.30. Look out. It's time for the Rose Report, brought to you by MotorWorks. If you want a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. they will gladly match and then beat, any competitors' price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose and Oh, hey friends. What's going on? Happy Tuesday to ya. Tonight, the Flames and Coyotes battle at the Dome. Second meeting in five days. The Flames looking for a fourth straight win as part of a relatively quiet Tuesday. Monday was busier. We'll run through it. Also a couple of NFL games. Divisional weekend is finally set. GVP has a raps report. George is going to tell us his three favorite things at the Aussie Open since last morning report that don't include Novak Djokovic. Boo. Yeah, I know, but... Still, we got a lot to stop. So let's get into it. Damn straight, coach. Start with the Flames trying for a fourth straight win. My, Dickinson's actually going to join us today, funny enough. Uh Coyotes coming into town. They beat Minnesota over the weekend after losing to the Flames back on Thursday. Probably going to see Connor Ingram rather than Karel Vijmelka tonight, which could be a factor. He's coming off his fifth shutout of the season, a 38-stop performance against the Wild. He's got shutouts in back-to-back road games entering tonight. No changes to lines of practice. Yesterday, Walker Dewar was the extra forward. On the blue line, Dennis Gilbert is back skating as the seventh defenseman. Jan Kuznetsov has been assigned to the Wranglers back on Sunday ahead of their trip down to Coachella Valley. Seven road games over the next three weeks for the Calgary Wranglers. Blake Coleman, second star of the week as well. How about that? The Texas Tigers. Getting a little bit of recognition from the NHL. Some big-time publicity. Four goals, three assists, over, and seven points over three games. He's just one goal shy of his third 20-goal campaign. You know, things things have been, you know, going in, which is nice, but, uh, you know, I just want to make sure I stay focused on just making sure my game is where I want it to be. And um, Confidence in general is, is a big thing in this league, and, you know, that's why guys going, there's a lot of guys that go on streaks, you know, they score a lot and things feel good, and, you know, and, and it certainly helps that, our team's playing well. Everybody's playing well. I, I don't think anybody has more confidence on the team than that guy right now. Just throw the biscuit in his area. It might end up in the back of the net. Like the deflection between the legs. He it's scored. Like the third one he's got this year was absolutely gross. Or Backlund just plunking him in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> then and he just picks score. up the yeah. rebound and just pops it home. No problem. Yeah. That's what he does. What about the other day when Hannafin's stick broke? Yep. He just potted the rebound. No problem. Yep. Just it, wound up right on his tape. But what about the sauce pass he gave to Jonathan Hubert who hooked up Sharon Gold? No, who uh wait, went to Backland. To Manjapani. Manjapani, yes. Yeah. That sauce pass? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. He's been very good. Stain focused, veteran mentality. You love to see it. Here's the station slate for today is uh we got wall-to-wall coverage for you, obviously. Really? Yes, we got the Merrick Show coming up at ten o'clock. Fan check down with our boy Matt Marchese, he goes at noon, getting you set for uh, the divisional round of the NFL. Sportsnet today at one o'clock. Real Kipper and Born at three. Flames talk at four. The Flames talk pregame show goes at six. Puck drop at seven o'clock. This is a game you can watch on Sportsnet One. Canadian Armed Forces Appreciation Night at the Dome as well. The 18th annual celebration. Over 400 Canadian Armed Forces members and their families from across southern Alberta going to be at the Dome. You can also get limited edition merch with proceeds going to support our troops and CMFRC. And there's also some discounts for armed forces as well. Should be a fun night at the Saddle Dome. Seven other games on the sked. A few highlights this evening. Leafs and Oilers at 7 o'clock. That'll be on Sportsnet West. Edmonton is 1-10 straight. Leafs are 4-4-2 in their last 10. They come to town later this week. Jets host the Islanders. Winnipeg looking to start a new win streak. The Kraken visit the Rangers. They had their nine-game win streak snapped by Sid and the Penguins yesterday. They being the Kraken. The Avalanche visit the Senators. The Canadiens broke the Avalanche's three-game win streak yesterday as well. Also on the slate, Kings and Stars from Dallas. That's a big Western Conference matchup. Uh, Also, Ducks and Capitals and the Sharks face the Blackhawks. I don't know if you saw, George, but Connor Bedard has already started skating. Already? He has certain rules, like he's not allowed to take slap shots because that forces him to clench his jaw. But yes, he was... Is he eating his meals through a straw? I don't know if he is, but they cannot keep him off the ice in Chicago. He... they essentially had to hide his skates for two weeks even to get him to this point. Oh, wow, okay. Because he's dealing with a fractured jaw. So, like, he can skate, but he shouldn't, like, do anything too Mm -hmm. vigorous. I don't know if he's eating through a straw, though. I would assume no if he's skating. Uh, let's go through some notables from yesterday. It was a busy Monday. Lots of day games. It was Martin Luther King Day. Down south, uh, Canucks and Blue Jackets. Big six foot five, Dmitri Voronkov scored twice for Columbus. His second tying the game at three in overtime. That sent it to over. That sent it to a shootout, where the Jackets would get the victory. If Elvis Lincoln stops his shot, the Blue Jackets get the win. Pius Suter picks it up at center ice, comes in over the Blue Jackets blue line, cuts down the slot. He goes with a backhander. Elvis stops it, and I got two words for you: Game over. Merzlikens has been the topic of much discussion in Columbus lately. He hasn't asked for a trade, but the Jackets haven't really been playing him lately. He's kind of been their third goalie. Daniil Tarasov is getting a lot more look as kind of the younger next netminder for the Blue Jackets. Merzlikens stopped 27 of 30, all four shots in the shootout. out Casey DeSmith for Vancouver. It's a tough loss for the Canucks, but really a great road trip for them. They've done a five, ga- seven-game road trip. They went 5-1-1, one, and one, losing the bookends. Started in St. Louis. They made six stops out east as well. Now they get to return home. And they've got a seven-point lead on the division. How much do you think it affected them that that game was 10 a.m. Vancouver time? Or they've been on the road long They've been on the road for so long. They've been out in the Eastern Conference since essentially, like, December. So I would say probably not. But I think about that a lot when, like, a Vancouver team has to go play, like, Philly at 10.30. Yeah. Pacific time. You're like, how are you... But I also, like... What's it like when these guys have to come over and play at 10 o'clock starting time Yeah, in the Pacific Division, right? Mm. Anyways, uh, what else do we got here? Avalanche and Canadiens. Avs are looking for a fourth straight win. Canadiens looking to avoid a fourth straight loss. The young Habs helped Montreal keep up with Colorado. Uri Slavkovsky had a goal. Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield had a goal and an assist. This game was tied at three until late in the third period. Onahan has the rebound. Armia gets free blocked in front by Cagliano. Cogliano has his stick held. He can't get to the loose puck. It's through a set of legs. And boy, they're able to score. Cogliano has his stick held for about eight and a half seconds. Yeah. mm, Tough one for our boy Connor McGehee as uh, Armia scores a diving goal. The Canadiens beat the Habs or the Avalanche 4-3 and break that win streak and break that losing streak for the Canadiens. The Bruins shut out the Devils 3-0. Swayman earned his 12th shutout of his career. He's very young, very impressive run. He's been on to start his NHL career. Panthers lost to the Ducks in overtime. They blew a couple of two-goal leads. Still points in 10 of the last 11 games for the Panthers. They're coming off a nine-game win streak. The Penguins shut out the Kraken 3-0. Sidney Crosby just continues to be outstanding. And is able to recover it. And it's Raquel for Letang. Walking. Going oh, Crosby. One-timer. Score! Sidney Crosby! A laser to make it 2-0. Pittsburgh. That's goal 25 on the year. He potted his 26th into an empty net. The Kings beat the Hurricanes 5-2. Pierre-Luc Dubois had a goal and an assist. He's got three points in his last two games after going pointless for seven. David Riddick stopped 30 of 32 in the win. How about big save Dave making an appearance? The Wild broke a four-game losing streak with style for their veteran netminder. An impressive milestone for one Marc-Andre Fleury. Six, save, play. season victory, number 552 in his illustrious career. The Wild pile off the bench to celebrate as he moves into second place all-time in NHL history as Minnesota shuts out the Islanders here in St. Paul. 5-0 the final. How about that for Marc-Andre Fleury? Number two all-time in wins, past your boy Patrick Waugh. Like, that's just, again, tip your cap for the longevity of Marc-Andre Fleury, but for him to be even in the same breath of Patrick Waugh is blasphemy in my opinion. Again, <laughs> great goaltender, great career, you know, love, beloved mm-hmm. figure in the National Hockey League. Stanley Cup win, but he's gold nowhere medalist. near Patrick Waugh's quality. Okay. It's probably not going to pass Marty, hey? 100, no. 139 back. <laughs> That's going to be tough. <laughs> He averages it's, it's 47, 47 starts and 20 wins over the last four seasons, so we'd have to play about seven more years. Especially when Broder used to play like 74 games a yeah, season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, we'll end here, Knights and Predators. Uh, new franchise for Vegas, so they always get a lot of firsts, but yesterday one of their players did something for the first time that might surprise you. Feeding right and an extra pass from Dorothea off target. Point shot knocked out. Dorotheev put it on goal rebound score! Mark Stone! Looking for Pavel Dorothev and he does get a him across the red. Muscles his way through, finds Stevenson. In front for Stone, he scores! Two-on-one. Stevenson with Petrangelo. Stevenson on the right. Backwards to Stone. He shoots. He scores! Yeah, a regular season hat-trick for Mark Stone. He's never done that in his career. Really? He scored his first playoff hat-trick in game five of the Stanley Cup Finals last year to help vegas win the cup but it never scored a hat trick in the regular season until yesterday vegas wins that game by a four to one score uh let's move on to the nfl we had a couple of games yesterday for super wild card weekend down south it started with pittsburgh and buffalo at snowy orchard park you never really know which josh allen you're gonna get george yesterday was the version that looks unstoppable play clock down to 10. Here on second and eight. Here's the snap, looking left, and now in the end zone, complete to Dawson Knox for the touchdown. Oh, he was wide open. He split the two defensive backs, and Allen hit him for the opening drive TD. Yeah, there was a lot of guys that were wide open yesterday and Josh Allen was not missing a whole lot of those and got the boots going as well. Here's the snap. Blitz coming. Allen steps up in the pocket. Going to take off and run. Has the first down and more. To the 40, to the 35, 30. Breaks away. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Josh Allen. Yeah, give him a flex, Josh. You just scrolled them with their back turned. Yeah, he was incredible yesterday. That dime he threw to Kincaid for the touchdown. Also wide open with a pressure right in his chops. But that thing was a seed. Mm -hmm. And credit the the Steelers for fighting back. They tried to make it interesting. It wasn't a penalty on George Pickens late there. That was on fourth and three with like four minutes left. I don't know. It could have been a five-yard defensive holding. He did grab his shirt. I usually feel with the referee analysts yeah. that they have there, and I felt the same. And then when the analyst Gene comes Steratore? on, and, yeah, I don't know, Gene. <laughs> well, Tony usually disagrees yeah, with Gene. He so. does. <laughs> I thought Romo was good last night. I thought he was outstanding yeah, yesterday. Yeah, some of the calls he was making, that was old Romo. Instead of just going, I don't know, Jim! I thought the <laughs> exact same thing when I was watching the game. Oh, look at you! me and you vibing yeah. while watching the game. Bills move on. They'll host the Chiefs Sunday at 4.30. Do you have the Mike Tomlin press conference? Uh, yes, I do, do have the Mike Tomlin. Do we have 10 Tomlin. seconds to play it? Here's the thing about the Mike... Well, he did more in the press conference. Oh. That wasn't how it started, but this is how it ended. I don't know how it's going to translate to audio, but... Here it is. Anyone? Mike, you have a year left on your contract. So, yeah, it doesn't translate to audio. Yeah, he just well. walked right off. He just left. As yeah. soon as she started mentioning, I don't know who she is. Uh, as soon as the reporter started mentioning his contract, he was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Peace. Peace. And he just walked off. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, the Bills move on. They'll host the Chiefs Sunday at oh, 430. Oh, my God. Is it is it 430 or the Sunday night game? 4.30? It's 4.30. They're doing 4.30 and 1 o'clock on okay. Sunday. Right. It's technically the Sunday nighter. Yeah, okay. It's 6.30 out east. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, okay. Yeah, 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 Other game in the AFC has the one-seeded Ravens hosting the Texans Saturday at 2.30. Thoughts? You know what? Texans are scary. Their his, defense looked way better than I expected in yeah, that last game. And they game. got nothing to lose. With this Stroud kid, he's just throwing the ball with reckless abandon. He, the, the, his pocket Except presence he's not even crazy. that reckless. No, he's not. He <laughs> doesn't throw interceptions. <laughs> no. um, and, and his pocket presence is crazy how he just does those little slight movements in the pocket. all of Tom Brady to, to find guys who are open. And Nico Collins has been an absolute force. The motor, Devin Singletary's been good running the football for them. And they win in the trenches. Yep, their boys are big and their boys win. I like that. Uh, Okay, let's go to the NFC. Buccaneers and Eagles. Philly's just stumbling into the playoffs down in Tampa. They lost five of their last six games going into the postseason. A.J. Brown got hurt in their season finale. He missed yesterday's game as a result. In the first half, the Bucs scored one big touchdown, but mostly kept Tampa to field goals. The problem for Philly was moving the ball. Their offense was putrid. The Bucks put this one to bed in the third quarter. From the 44-yard line, Makefield throws a ball to the right side, caught ball, and a broken tackle by Boer to the 40, to the 35, 30, David, it's Trey Palmer, Palmer to the 5, touchdown Tampa Bay, touchdown Buccaneers, fire the cannons, Trey Palmer does it. To throw you, play, fire the cannons, <laughs> <laughs> he's in the end zone and- Shoot the fireworks and pillage and walk the flight Again with pillaging. Enough. It's aggressive. What? We just... Okay. That's what pirates do. All right. They do. Uh, time to bake. Baker Mayfield was good in that game last night. Did you see that sauce when really he ran for the first down? What do you Rated mean the, the sauce? First, the first down thing he did. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't think I did. No. Again, I'm, I'm cheering for Baker. I really am. That guy cares. He's easy to cheer for, which... I don't think a lot of people said when he was with Cleveland early on in his career. Yep. I like his moxie. Yep. Uh, next drive, the Eagles had a chance on fourth and five from the Tampa 17. End zone shot fell to the ground. That was pretty much it. The Eagles were 0 for 8 on third down Ugh. at one point in this game. It was 32-9 to 9 final score. The Buccaneers are going to face the Lions in Detroit Sunday at 1 in the afternoon. Jason Kelsey retiring. Yeah. Uh, we heard that this morning from Adam Schefter. Um, you could tell if you watched the. Another oh yeah he, was, he it was all teary-eyed on the sideline um the big count the big hug with uh o-line coach stoutland and i was like oh yeah that's it um you look at the lions now gotta love their matchup with tampa bay detroit will be what are they seven and a half point favorites gotta be at least i haven't that. seen the lines yet uh, i can look right now but uh you gotta love the lions chances um could we actually be headed? You want signs of the apocalypse? Mm. A Bills Lions Super Bowl? Could we actually be headed towards a Bills and Lions Super Bowl? Could you imagine what that would look and feel like? I still feel like six point favorites. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like Baltimore and San Francisco looks like that. They're the most formidable teams here yeah. in the divisional round. And Baltimore but, is a little bit above the other groups, but like Bills and Chiefs. Kind of a coin toss for me. But let's see Patrick Mahomes go on the road outside of a neutral site game at the Super Bowl. He's never played a road playoff game. Mm -hmm. Let's see what he does in Buffalo because the Bills finally say, hey, we have you on our turf. Because if the Bills can slay the giant, that is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you got to love their chances against a Baltimore or Houston in the AFC title game. Just looking ahead here. Orchard Park weather. Oh, cold. Over the next seven days. Cold. What do they play, Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday? Yeah, the Chiefs know what to play. Not bad. Cold. Not bad. Minus five, minus 12. Mm, heavy but, wins. But again, the Bills have so many injuries at the linebacker spot. They had another one yesterday. Yeah. Not good. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Packers heading to San Fran to battle the one seed 49ers Saturday at 615. Okay. Bill Belichick met with the Falcons yesterday about their vacant head coach position. Now, um, do you have anything else on that? Other names would be the Ravens, D.C., the Bengals, O.C., the Niners, D.C., the Panthers, D.C., and the Ravens assistant head coach and defensive line coach. They've all been uh, interviewed as well. Uh, I don't really recognize a lot of these names. Bill Belichick obviously stands above the rest. Here's the question. Why is Bill Belichick even interviewing for the Atlanta job? Why does he have to interview on it? No, why does he have to interview I don't know if it was an interview. It sounded like it was just him meeting with the owner. Arthur Blank? Oh, Arthur Blank. Yeah. And, like, it's just what the NFL does. Like, if you go to any Twitter page of any team that doesn't have a head coach, they literally tell you everyone yeah. who's out, Well, they who have they've to. talked to. Yeah. yeah, that's the rules in the NFL. Yeah. So, like, I, I think interview is a bit of a formality. Yeah. That's kind of just the verbiage, I think, that they're using here. You think I don't he, know if it was, like, a... You think he even brings a resume? <laughs> Or does he just put all his rings on and just sits back with his torn up hoodie and goes, yep. (laughs) Did he wear a Patriots hoodie to the interview? Uh, Maybe just like a Falcons one that was like cut up. Mm. I don't see him going to Atlanta. It doesn't make sense to me. Dallas makes the most sense. Except that Jerry Jones is there and I don't see those two co-working together. But also he's, he's a football like traditionalist. And being the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, I'm sure something would wet his whistle. Yeah, but what's it going to do if he's got to go there and he can't be himself? What if Jerry goes there and to an extent neuters him? What if he's there just to coach? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Also, is Dak the—I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not really sold on Dak being able to win a Super Bowl. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Ask, ask Ross Tucker that on Thursday. Or even Dave Dickinson today at 8 o'clock. We can do that. Yes, uh, Dave. Let's get to the NBA story here. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. Oh, whoa. whoa. Uh, GVP, what happened yesterday? Thank you, Doug. Uh, Jason Tatum had 19 points and 14 rebounds. Drew Holiday with a season-high Thank 22, you, 22 points, led the Celtics to a 105-96 victory over the Raps. Celtics have now beat the Raps eight times in a row in their last eight meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Raptors would, uh, top Raptors would be... Both of the newcomers, Barrett had 24, quickly at 21. Raptors off today. They'll host the Heat tomorrow, 5.30 tip-off. You can check it out on Sportsnet 1. Thank you, Doug. Well done. Thank you, Doug. Anything you, else Doug. catch your guys' eyes from the association? It was a busy day yesterday. Uh, Joel Embiid had a 17 straight game with 30 points and 10 rebounds. That's that's fine. It's not bad. That's not bad, I guess. It's like Wilt Chamberlain territory. 41 says his goal is health, not a second MVP. Sure. That's the headline. He's already on. done that He's been here. Yeah uh draymond green returned yesterday in a warrior's loss warriors kind of stink man yeah they do they're not good end of an era am i right yeah yeah <laughs> correct yeah crickets please <laughs> or we can't play two th- oh yeah we can't throw. i do not think we could play two things <laughs> at once hey george what are your three things from the australian oh. open the donning club nice Yeah. Um, oh, do we don't have a didgeridoo? I think I do actually. Thank you. Is it me or the didgeridoo? Um, Carlos Alcarez straight sets winner over Richard Gasquet of France. He's off to the uh, the second round. Um, Canada's Rebecca Marino out. She oh. lost to uh, Jessica Pagula. Do we have any sets. cancon left, or has it uh, been another really. rough no. start? Uh, no, um, uh, Layla's alive. Layla Annie Fernandez alive, and uh, Sloane Stevens, the Sloane Ranger, major champion, U.S. Open uh, champion. She won for the first time in five years at the Australian Open. Oh, she, could, she lost five years. She wins straight, everywhere else. Yeah, in the first round at the Australian Open, and won for the first time last night in five years. Now, there you go. Now what, is she going to get just smoked in the second round? She's like, that's enough. A I've, little I've made tidbit about Sloane Stevens Sure. She was one of the two players when I did my ball-boying at the Rogers Cup. Oh, who's was the, the other? Uh, Sibokova. The pocket rocket, they called her. Mm. Interesting. <sighs> Don't do that. And good night, and good luck to you, sir. Terrific stuff, Matty. The Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. We'll gladly imagine that beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. What impeccable timing this morning. Bruce Boudreau, NHL Network Analyst, former head coach, straight ahead, Eric Francis at 7.30, Dave Dickinson at 8 o'clock, and wrestling at 8.30. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.